Welcome to Niner Die Hard Trivia, where the listeners bring the questions. Think you know everything about your Charlotte 49ers? Now it's time to test that knowledge. The answer to our last trivia question was that the fight broke out against one of Charlotte's biggest conference rivals at the time, the Cincinnati Bearcats, coached by Bob Huggins. The fight broke out when one of the Cincinnati players threw a basketball in the student section. The students retaliated, and a buffer zone had to be created behind the visitor's bench for the rest of the season. Now, for today's question. This year marks the 10th season of Charlotte football. Who was Charlotte football's first opponent, and what was the final score? I'll reveal the answer in our next podcast episode. To submit your own 49er trivia question for me to ask on the show, tag the podcast on Twitter.com with the hashtag InsideTheMind. Now, on to today's episode. I don't know if I'm going to make changes in the offense as far as the staff goes. Um, I'm certainly going to look at it hard over the next two days because I don't like what we're doing. Um, I don't like I don't like the we've morphed away from what I said we were going to be, which was a downhill running um, gap scheme play action pass team. And right now, I don't think we are that. Come on, boys. Sit down. Right now, I don't think we are that. And I think what happens is that um, what, what, what I have wanted has gotten eroded over time. Um, part of that is because as a head coach, you're doing so many things. And I spend so, many, uh, so much time with the players. Um, that I can't be in every meeting, um, but I'm going to have to be in them, it looks like. And I got to tell you, if I have to go up in the booth and call on myself, I will. That audio was head coach Biff Pogey immediately after a disappointing 41-25 loss against Georgia State. There's a lot for Charlotte fans to digest after Saturday night. Don't worry, I'm here to help you with it. In this episode, we'll look back at that Georgia State game, look ahead to this weekend as the Niners face the Florida Gators in the swamp, and we'll also cover any other relevant news happening in Niner Nation. Welcome to Inside the Mind. My name is Drew Fitzgerald, here to bring you coverage of all things Charlotte 49ers. Let's just jump right into the meat and potatoes. It's clear that last Saturday night did not go as planned for the Charlotte 49ers and fans. And from the kickoff, the Niners looked pretty good. The Niners' defense stopped the Panthers in six plays, forcing a punt. But similar to what happened at the Maryland game, the offense just couldn't do anything. Offensive coordinator Mike Miller called a quarterback sneak on third and two, which was just way too far from the sticks for quarterback Jalen Jones, uh, which led to a fourth and one situation for the Niners. The Niners then executed a fourth and one jet sweep, which was read and shut down by the Panthers defense, resulting in a loss of downs. From here, things went downhill as the Niners defense failed to read an obvious quarterback draw from Darian Granger in the red zone, resulting in a touchdown. This offensive and defensive series in the first quarter would set the tone for the rest of the game. 
The Charlotte offense struggled to produce points, and the Niners' defense uncharacteristically misread and gave up explosive plays that resulted in points. Another development that was happening during the game was the quarterback battle between Trexler Ivy and Jalen Jones. After the first offensive drive, the pocket passer Ivy was subbed in for the much more mobile Jones, jump-starting the offense, but it led the Niners to steer away from the running game. At halftime, Ivy was 15 for 22 with 186 yards and one touchdown and also one interception. Despite missing a few wide open passes, especially in the end zone, Ivy at least had produced points. But the same could be said for the Georgia State Panthers, who were gashing the 49ers secondary for a 90 yard passing touchdown in one play. At halftime, the score was 20 to 10. But the Niners would be receiving the ball in the first half, so the game was very much in their reach. Kiss that dream goodbye, because characteristically, the Niners' offense would punt twice and the Panthers would convert two touchdowns off the change of possession. The Niners couldn't get anything going as Trexler Ivy was taking costly sacks, killing any chance of a productive drive for Charlotte. Enter Jalen Jones, who took his opportunity and ran with it. Literally. Jones fired off an explosive 58-yard touchdown run for the Niners and converted a two-point conversion, adding eight points to the board. After a three-and-out from the Panthers, fans witnessed Henry Rutledge returning Charlotte's first-ever punt return in program history to the house. After an extra point, it was only a nine-point game. But that moment was short-lived as the Panthers responded with a touchdown on their next drive putting the game out of reach. One of the biggest takeaways from the game was the confusion and lack of identity on the offensive side of the ball. While this was Charlotte's highest scoring game, the Niners only finished with 88 rushing yards. Their most productive running back, Henry Rutledge, only contributed 30 yards off two carries. In fact, Charlotte's running backs only received 19 carries during the entirety of the game. For a team that has the mantra to run the dang ball, the play calling did not reflect that. The quarterback battle also played a huge role in the Niners' loss. While Trexler Ivy did provide a spark to the team, he took four crucial sacks, two for more than a loss of 10 yards, that absolutely killed the drive. Charlotte only utilized Jones to run and Ivy to pass, making both players one-dimensional. On the second-to-last drive of the game, the Niners kept flip-flopping the two quarterbacks, seeming to only make the situation worse. Poji stated at the press conference on Tuesday that both quarterbacks will see playing time with special packages to fit their overall strengths, but this shared playing time doesn't address the miscommunication and tension that the coaching staff currently faces. As it was shown earlier in the podcast directly after Saturday's loss, Poji admitted his unhappiness with the play calling and alluded to the possibility of staff changes. Here's what he said Tuesday clarifying his comments and suggesting it was all just emotions running high. No, 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 I didn't I didn't uh, mean that there would be change in responsibilities of staff. I have a complete confidence in the staff. What I what I was talking about was I want to make sure we don't outcoach ourselves, right? I want to make sure that our players are free to play fast and loose and uh and and thoroughly know what they're doing. So um we'll have a more limited menu this week. Um and that's what I was talking about. So you know, sometimes you carry into a game, you can carry as many as 30, 35 runs into a game. Um, that's probably too many. And, you know, you can carry 
an equal number of throws into a game. And, you know, we just don't need that that much. Um, so we, we are intentionally limiting menu to give, uh, to give us a chance to play really fast. It was also addressed at the press conference that starting defensive lineman Jalar Hawley will be undergoing surgery later this month for his season-ending injury. Biff has also addressed that Jalen Bradley has not been playing due to personal issues. He had a family member pass away. Other than these two players, everyone else has been reported active. Hunter Bailey from the Charlotte Observer reported that Iabi Okianoma was not dressed prior to the game Saturday, walking around the field with a boot on his right foot. Okianoma would enter the game in the second half. He did seem to re-aggravate a past foot injury at the Maryland game, but it can be inferred that his absence in the first half of the Georgia State game could be disciplinary or a personal issue. The Niners will match up against the number 25 ranked Florida Gators this Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time in Gainesville, Florida. That game will be available on ESPN Plus and the SEC Network Plus. The Gators are coming off a big win in the swamp against the number 11 ranked Tennessee Volunteers. Florida ran all over the Vols with their elite running back Trevor Etienne, brother of Jacksonville Jaguars star and former Clemson running back Travis Etienne. Trevor had 23 carries for over 172 yards and one touchdown. The Gators also have a second weapon in the backfield, Montrell Johnson Jr. He has 148 yards and three touchdowns on the season. The Gators are 2-1 on the season, their only loss a close match in Week 1 to Utah. The Niners have a good run defense, and while they average 151 yards a game, that number doesn't do them justice. The Niners held Georgia State to only 102 rushing yards last week, despite the game getting away from them. The Niners also held Maryland to only 15 yards in the first quarter before the defense would gas out later in the game. This game will be Charlotte's most challenging on the schedule. If they want to win, they need to limit turnovers and convert third downs. Charlotte is 129th out of 132 teams in the FBS when it comes to converting on third down. That's an abysmal 20.83% conversion rate. Florida, on the other hand, is 115th in the FBS, so getting the Gators to third down and converting their own third downs will be crucial on Saturday. If the Niners can put some pressure on Florida quarterback Graham Mertz and move the ball on offense, we're in for a game. The biggest mystery for the Niners will be solving their offensive identity, because right now, Offensive efficiency is their biggest problem. I'll be watching the game this Saturday. Follow the podcast twitter.com account for updates after the game kicks off. In other Charlotte news, let's talk about Alex Highsmith and Larry Okunjobi. The two Steelers and former Charlotte football alumni led their team to a 26-22 victory over the Cleveland Browns on Monday. Highsmith had a pick six to open the game. He also recorded a sack and seven total tackles. Okunjobi had four total tackles, one sack, and a fumble recovery. Alex Highsmith has also been named the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. Charlotte football is sure making their impact in the NFL. Thank you so much for listening to our episode today. Remember, Niners wear green on Wednesday, and they also listen to the Inside the Mind podcast. Thanks, y'all. Thanks for listening to Inside the Mind. Hit that follow button to stay updated on all things Niner Nation. You can find me on Twitter at InsideTheMind49 and on Instagram at Drew underscore Fitzgerald. As always, picks up.
and roll niners.